the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In November of 2020, the Democrats were up to no good. They were planning to pull off the greatest scheme of election fraud never before seen. They didn't think we would catch them, but we did. Find out what they did and how they did it in the new documentary film called 2000 Mules, directed and narrated by renowned filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza and executive produced by Salem Media Group, with research from TrueTheVote.org. 2000 Mules tells the story of the ones who tried to hijack a presidential election. You'll see the actual video surveillance tapes. You'll see how we tracked their cell phones to box after box as they got paid to carry out this illegal scheme. Watch the movie and decide for yourself. Attend a limited release premiere of 2000 Mules on May 2nd or May 4th. Check your local listings and get your tickets today at 2000mules.com. That's the number 2000mules.com. Hello and welcome to the Situation Report today. This is the show where we do our very best to give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stolnicker. I am your host today and excited to bring to you a great interview. An interview really that gives us a different perspective on how we can attack (laughs) some of the cultural issues and cultural changes that are happening around us. One of the things I love about this show, and I'm a little biased, I know that, uh, but one of the things I love about this show and our format in particular is that we have so many different guests from so many different perspectives and walks of life and backgrounds, and that's the way it should be. Why? Because this is America, and America is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life and uh, walks of life and different perspectives. That makes us who we are, and when we're really able to sit down and have conversations. Uh, It's amazing some of the solutions that are put on the table, and I'm thankful to have one of those conversations today with my guest, Harrison Rogers. My guest today is Harrison Rogers. Harrison is the founder and CEO at HGR Global and so much more. (laughs) And Instead of outlining it all, I'm going to let him tell us about it. Harrison, thank you so much for joining me, man. really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. This is uh, this is a blast. It's awesome. Um, you're into so many cool things, and I want to get to all of them. But let's start, if we can, with just your story. Tell us where you came from. Um, someone in kind of your role in life, and again, we'll talk about a lot of things you're involved in. Uh, it's always fascinating to me to ask the question, how in the world did you get here? How did you get involved in all this? So maybe you can tell us, growing up a little bit, where you came from and, and how you got to where you are right now. Yes, I'm really glad that you started with HDR Global because that's definitely where I started uh, from, which is the business world. Um, but I can't wait to talk about all the political stuff. But that's yeah. been very that's been very recent, you know. Um, for the longest time, uh, me and a lot of my business colleague friends, you know, leave politics to the politicians, mind our own business, build our companies, yeah. you know, have a great life. But if uh, 2020 taught us nothing else, it's that uh, we can't do that any longer. Yeah. We need a lot of uh, good people with uh, some money and some success in the private sector to uh, step up and 
no longer leave politics to the politicians. But like I said, that's been the the recent uh, evolution of of my journey. But I actually started out with super humble beginnings. I um, was not good at formal education, so I started my first business in uh, my junior year of high school and wow. ha- had some success with that. So I dropped out of high school my junior year and uh, was able to, you know, luckily find some success. It was a carpet cleaning business of all things. Yeah. And, uh, just kind of sold that and, and rolled into the next businesses, which vary from, you know, uh, trading the market, uh, Forex or stocks and bonds to private schools for students with autism no way. Um, and everything in between, you know, from construction and, and commercial real estate that we're very involved with now. Um, it's been a, a blast. It's been very, uh, it's been a huge blessing these last 12 years of growing businesses and, thought that, um, you know, I'd be able to focus on only that, yeah. uh, had, had some lofty goals. I still plan to own the Phoenix suns one day, yeah. but, uh, put, put some of the personal, uh, ambitions on hold to make sure that we have a country <laughs> to yeah. still, uh, enjoy, uh, for another 12 years or more, hopefully. How, how did you, or, or what sparked a fire in you to be entrepreneurial that way in high school and then throughout your life? Is that something that you saw modeled in your parents or somewhere else, or what caused that drive? You know, um, I had a, both parents very, um, very pro-education, um, a father that went to law school and uh, a mom that grew up believing, you know, education provides at least a base floor of, of something. So education was always very um, hoped for, but I just, I don't know if it was ADHD or if it was ADD <laughs> or if it was just, you know, I, I'm not as quick of a learner as my uh, peers were, but I just was not good at, at uh, formal education from a young age. I just would get, I, not because I understood the material so well, I just would be so bored or so distracted yeah. that yeah. Um, I'd think of all these other things that I could be doing, um, you know, I- ignorantly or uh, imaginatively that I could be making money. And I, I grew up with not a lot of money, uh, so I very much wanted to have a different adulthood than childhood and uh, was always thinking, how can I, yeah. you know, make money? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, luckily, um, you know, uh, an opportunity with a carpet cleaning equipment arose. And uh, that was the first time I was able to kind of actually focus on something and being uh, excited about and not being distracted by a whole bunch of other stuff. So really kind of pursued that and left high school and everybody, understandably, you know, thought that was the most not smart thing to do at the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy how we uh, we live in this this society that that elevates education to like an unholy place, right? I believe in education, obviously, but there there are a lot of ways to be become educated, not just the formal process. I have four kids. One of my uh, one of my daughters, she's like a hustler, man. She she hates school. We homeschool. She gets through it, but she hates it. But she's been making money since she was like 11 years old. She she'll have more money than I I do, you know, very shortly, I'm sure. Um, but extremely intelligent. It's, it's a shame that we put people in these weird boxes where it's like, well, you didn't go to this or that, and so you're not going to be successful. 
Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and you have you probably have a lot of very educated people working for you now, so I'm sure that uh, <laughs> that makes you feel good a little bit inside. I would imagine. Hey, I, I need it. You know, uh, if I'm the smartest person in the room, we're doing something wrong. Right. So <laughs> I'm yeah, able that's funny. To, uh, hire them. <clears throat> that's awesome. How did you? Um, how did your conservative opinions and views and philosophies? How did that form in that process of business? You know. Uh, yeah, from a young age, not really understanding how it uh, identifies politically or ideologically, I was very much realizing if you're going to make it, if you're going to be a success, you are going to make it. And mm. it's going to be hard work. It's going to take risk. It's going to take sacrifice. And uh, so I very much um, valued hard work and risk. And so capitalism and free market was my you know, only route to a successful adulthood. Um, but then getting older and realizing that that more identifies with, okay, a lot of things, freedom, a lot of things, yeah. free, yeah. um, you know, free markets, free capital, free to risk and free to fail and free to succeed that that aligns a lot with conservative values. And, uh, so now being kind of thrown into the political world to figure out how I protect that, I'm realizing that, that is very much the leaning right uh, platform that yeah. I am now associated with. But yeah, I was trying to remain politically agnostic for so long, but realizing how differing these ideologies and values and mindsets are, I definitely um, have no problem or no fear identifying myself, you know, on the right. <laughs> yeah. I, one of the, uh, I think, confusing things to me when I look at people of means, particularly business owners, and particularly those who share a story like yours where, you, you know, it was a lot of hustle, it was a lot of hard work, it was building businesses and leveraging that into something, you know, much larger. There was a time, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like the late 70s through the 80s, people of means, business owners, people that knew how to get things done, all tended conservative and they viewed the world that way. What's caused that shift to happen? We look at the uber wealthy in our society and, you know, the, the middle wealthy. But people of means now seem to trend more to the left. What's caused that shift? Um, I have a lot of opinions on that. And um, some of them, you know, people will mock me for being a conspiracy theorist or, or whatever. Conspiracies I, are being proven true every day right now. So, yeah. <laughs> so what, throw what them out there. Say, yeah. What do they say? The, the difference between uh, the truth and the conspiracy is six months. Six months. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it's so sad and so true. But, um, you know, before it was the private sector success that um, when people actually showed philanthropy uh, and, and actual giving um desires they were um praised you know they were celebrated yeah. and they showed that hey their hard work they feel like they now have an obligation to the community and it was all incredibly sincere and genuine um to you know to our to the point like that we were made to believe nowadays i mean i teach wealth strategies and tax strategies and all these other uh ways to protect your wealth um and it's sad that philanthropy has become the biggest trojan horse to mm. 
um, protect your wealth. And people think that some of these uber wealthy people that you're talking about are are left leaning or um, you know so philanthropic. It is disgusting how it really is just sheltering their their wealth and recycling it back to themselves in all in this skies disguise of of philanthropy and these yeah. people are so progressive and they want to help the world they want the green new deals they want to help the lower class it's all about control i mean if you yeah. follow the money they're not helping anybody and like i said there are there are the few that i'm sure are very much sincere in their desire to to do good but it's just sad that um the the ones that i can pick out specifically is blatantly obvious the the plan is not to help. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. He created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you and me. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. Sale of the year. That means it's not going to happen again. This is the sale of the year. What is it? For a limited time, you will receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You will receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time, with any purchase, you will receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code SITREP. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code SITREP. Along with this offer, you will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. For those of you that would rather use the phone, and some of you are out there, you know who you are, call 1-800-870-0283, use the promo code SITREP, or MyPillow.com and use the promo code SITREP. Yeah, it's all still about protection and about growth and about greed. Uh, I think of you know someone like Jeff Bezos. I don't know him, and I order from Amazon all the time. Well, I don't, but boxes my show wife. up at my house all of the time. I don't know where they come from. Probably everyone else in my house. Um, but he's one of those guys, right? He looks like he's very left-leaning, very progressive, but when you kind of see how he runs his warehouses and how he runs – you know, the other things he's involved in, it very is about very much is about a, a bottom line. Oh yeah. And yeah. control the more and more. I mean, Amazon is so much more than just sending you some, you know, really cool things that you are too lazy to go to the store. Right. For, like, like, <laughs> right. Know, they have their Amazon servers now that so many people are dependent on that. Uh, they are part of the big tech censorship problem, you know, yeah. and that's why I've invested heavily in some, uh, alternative social media platforms uh, like Clout Hub and a lot of yeah. other things that I'm excited to announce, but it's about control. It's really crazy that they act like, oh, we need to uh, censor these people because they're so mis- uh, they're dangerous. They provide misinformation. That, if you look, is control. They yes. want more and more and more ability to control, and uh, it's terrifying how much the left audience yeah. Just believes it. Yeah. Um, for you personally, how has how has faith, your personal faith, shaped your worldview as you, you know, look at what other people are doing? I know for me, I, I can't filter what I see through anything other than my faith and what I believe about God and the Bible. And um, how has that shaped how you look at even what you're involved in and how you view other people? I have to admit, I have never been more spiritual than I have in the last two years. Mm. It, um, 
grew up, I took it for granted. You know, I grew up in a in a pretty Christian uh, faith based household. Uh, we grew up LDS, uh, Mormon. I think is yeah. People right, people sure. Know us as the crazy Mormons now. There's, sure. There's a wide variety of of people involved that are Mormons, and and so we're all over the map. But right. Um, you know, I didn't study too much of the LDS uh, gospel, the the Bible. The I I was very ignorant in so many things, not only world religions but my own household religions. And and it wasn't until um, probably four years ago that I really started, um, or maybe five years ago that I really started realizing that as a father of a household of you know six, I have five children. Um, that I need to start being a leader spiritually for, mm. for my kids and realizing that my lack of knowledge was a huge uh, problem. So I started studying just personal growth and, and realizing that, man, history not only uh, repeats itself very yeah. often, it's not very long ago. Like if you look right, at, right, uh, right. you know, 2000 years ago, yeah. that's, you know, if people live 80 to 100 years, that is a very short genealogy line to when uh, these stories have all been, you know, growing up, I thought it was a different, not only a different uh, mm. time, it was a different world. Why, should, yeah. why do these stories matter to me? But uh, now looking at it politically, seeing what the left and the right are kind of advocating for and the values and the principles ideolo- ideologically um, stand for and, and their reasons why correlates so much with uh, the, the Christian faith and with yeah. uh you know, or um, atheism, you know, it, a lot of people are just like, you know, the reason why the American experiment was successful is because at least everybody had the um, common value of there is a higher power. It is not man. It is not a statue. It's not a, uh, you know, a, a person or whatever. It is a, a father figure that I interpret it as, uh, in heaven, a lot of, you know, it, and that provided us some level of scare to be a good person. Sure. You know, to sure. A level, a level, a level of fear that if we continue to do um, unrighteous things, we will be damned. And it's crazy that we have such short memories because of people mm-hmm. like myself that didn't study history sure. for so long. History repeats itself, and I, I don't want if I can play a part in delaying <laughs> some yeah. of the. Uh, yeah consequences of an immoral corrupt society has always shown to uh to provide i would love to be a part of uh postponing that yeah that's awesome um you make such a great point there i I think that we try in american society at least to divorce our belief about god from how we act and we talk about separation of church and state we we throw these things around not knowing even what they mean or where they came from but it, it is impossible to so we all have a theology, right? And everyone talks about, well, I don't have a theology. I don't believe in God. No, you believe something about God. That's what theology is. It's your belief about God. And what you believe about God will shape how you feel about individual liberty, how you feel about freedom, how you feel about our country. The Declaration of Independence tells us that our rights are inalienable. They can't be taken away because they were given to us by God and not by the government. Well, if you don't believe in God, then that changes everything. That's a great, great perspective. Um, which which makes it, to me, really disingenuous when someone says, well, my faith uh, doesn't affect how I feel. You hear Nancy Pelosi and other people talking about, well, I'm Catholic. 
President Biden, I'm Catholic, but how I feel, what I believe doesn't, doesn't impact how I govern. Well, then you don't believe it because if you really believe it, it would impact how you govern. A thousand percent. Yeah, it's uh, man. We could talk about that all day, but let's get to <laughs> let's get to some of uh, some of the things that that has led you into, um, and we can start wherever you'd like to. I'd, I'd love to start with maybe the super PAC, but again, jump in wherever you'd like to. Uh, talk about what you're involved in right now and and some of the initiatives that uh, really you're getting behind to change the narrative and help us move the right direction. Yeah, so I guess moving forward from uh, the business evolution that I was telling you of my journey in. Because I w- I'm in so many different industries and uh, companies in kind of a venture capital, private equity, angel investor group, that's my own company. Uh, I luckily don't have partners in my fund yet mm. where I can kind of take on some more passion projects uh, yeah. with a little bit more risk that partners yeah. might not love. But <laughs> I had front, front row seat tickets to the crazy um, assault on small business that the administration um, or that government shown a, a bill able to do in 2020 and and now since under this administration that um, I quickly said you know what as how many things happened over the last two years that I would have thought would be ridiculous to even hear as possible growing up of what government could do is terrifying you know yeah. I grew up yeah. blissfully ignorant thinking. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, right. Somebody can come shut down my business because they say that uh, a health and safety unelected official is telling, you know, all these other things that just freaked me out. Um, Now I have become terrified with how late to the game I am. And a Mm. lot of my business colleagues are the same. You know, they've never donated to politics in their life. They don't trust anybody. They they wanted to mind their own business. But getting shut down by the government uh, and losing your your life's work yeah. will wake somebody up really yeah, quick. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And so a group of us kind of came together and said, you know, what do we do? Uh, um, a lot of people are still grinding to recover from the 2020. And so I luckily have had some stability where I could put my business ambitions to the side a little bit and, and fully engulf myself in the political realm to kind of hopefully circle back to these individuals that trust me and let them know, this is how we can actually make a difference rather than just donate to the yeah. GOP establishment yeah. that has um, never shown to be uh, yeah. you know, a good, a good outcome. That's let us down again and again and again. Yes. Yeah. Just another side to the same coin with, you know, yeah. so um, started a super PAC. Uh, the super PAC is actually called uh, fight for freedom. And uh, it's, it's just kind of a, a side piece of what I'm building with uh, these these amazing colleagues of mine called Freedom Key Society, where people don't have to be a party, Towton, uh, line, blind following person, because um, it's not about Republican, Democrat, it's about freedom. And yeah. we, can, we can disagree about uh, social issues or all these other things when we all have the freedom to debate and communicate and you know, the freedom of speech right now right. is under crazy assault. Right. So um, ironically, not only does a lot of my business colleagues uh, have never participated in politics, a huge passion of mine is mixed martial arts. Sure. Uh, yeah. MMA, UFC. And it's crazy how much of this audience 
has also not participated in politics. They've obviously been some of the loudest is as saying they're frustrated. Right. But then they're being censored and they're being um, completely, uh, you know, shadow banned, I guess you could say. And so they don't know because they've never been involved in politics, how they can fight back. And so I have hopefully been able to find a way to merge this amazing audience of the MMA world and my private sector business world who have never been politically involved and then bring the politics to them. And, uh, you know, the grassroots are what's going to be pivotal in this uh, midterm election as well as in 2024. And uh, I think we're going to start freaking out the establishment uh, <laughs> like they should be. They yeah. should finally yes. fear their constituents. They have been going on for so long, zero accountability, zero fear of their actions, and uh, that's going to change really quickly. Um, but uh, it's been really fun to merge the MMA world. We had our first Freedom Fight Night in Miami uh, this year in February for a fundraiser, and it was a huge success. I mean, it. I could not be more grateful for the celebrities and the politicians yeah. that, that showed up because, you know, it could have fallen on its face. It could have sure. fallen flat. It could have been controversial and people could have been, you know, trying to cancel culture, all the people who showed up. But um, what I was hoping for happened. This audience does not care about being canceled. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Ready to be loud, ready to you know, fight back and know that their money is actually going to good causes. Cause we are a transparent open book organization that isn't being bled and sucked dry by consultant fees and all these other things that the money doesn't actually go to initiatives or to change or to yeah. um, fights. And so hopefully we we're, we're starting a big movement. Our next event for freedom fight night is in Arizona, uh, July 2nd. It'll nice. be kind of cool to, uh, ramp up a freedom fight night weekend before independence that's day. awesome so um and you've yeah. got guys like you got guys like frank murr and tito ortiz and others um involved rampage in that jackson yeah, yeah rampage jackson i knew there was another one yeah but they were the coat so tito ortiz and quentin rampage jackson we've also kind of added a unique piece to it where it's two teams of mma fighters fighting against each other so oh, nice Tito Ortiz was the captain or coach of this team. Rampage was the captain or coach of this team. And because Tito's team won, he's now his fighting in the next card in Arizona against Randy Couture. And so no kidding. Randy, yeah, so we're kind of keeping the UFC legends yeah, that's uh, awesome. going. Yeah, I work uh, with the Veterans Organization, which uh, I think you knew that, uh, Mighty Oaks Foundation. And uh, Randy, years ago, was um, – very involved in kind of the early starting of Mighty Oaks. And uh, Chad Robichaux, our founder, he and Randy are good friends. And uh, Chad Chad uh, fought Bellator and a lot of other places. But, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the mixed martial arts world is crazy. So I've been training jiu-jitsu for a long time. Hey. Uh, my kids all train. My, my oldest son, who's about to become police officer, has been training since he was a little kid. And, and it's a different world, man. And it's, it's funny when – you know, a lot of spectators would get this, but certainly those who train in some of those disciplines, when it's you and one other person, so much of the stupid stuff that everybody cares about, it just falls to the wayside. And you see things a lot more clearly. Um, is the goal to create a, a promotion out of this where you'll continue to build the promotion? You know, that a lot of people have brought up the desire for that. Um, that wasn't the original intent, but yeah. I love 
you know, with a free market and a free like country that we're in, things evolve to things like that. And so I do love that there's that opportunity. Um, but right now we're just trying to raise awareness, raise funds and have a great time doing it. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I'm not ruling it out, but that isn't yeah. the immediate uh, goal. But I, I just wanted to hit on one of the things you said that absolutely the MMA world is, I think one of the reasons why it is one of the uh, only sports uh, left to not fall to the woke culture. Yeah. Because all the athletes and all of everybody who truly respect the sport know that racism and all these other hate, like minority, yeah. you know, you could not be in a least a less racist place in a gym yeah. of MMA fighters. That's I mean, right. You are you are beating each other up every yeah. single day, <laughs> in and out, and afterwards you are loving each other and so grateful for the personal progress that these other individuals are helping you achieve for your personal yeah. stuff that all that stuff like you said is not even talked yeah. about because it's and and honestly it's rarely talked about other places too until you have too much time on your hands to to start feeling oppressed yeah. in so many other ways because you are constantly trying to be a victim i mean anyway i i don't want to go yeah. down the whole you know woke culture but i just feel like we need to not have so much time to whine get yeah. back to uh work and sacrifice and building and and a lot of that stuff will go away we look at it, it it's such an interesting point because we look at times in our history when america was making forward progress times that we cared about um a lot of things but we care about freedom and we cared about independence uh, we also always go back to the post world war ii period of time where you know, a lot of folks came home from the war. A lot of other people had money for the first time in, you know, 20 years. And they just built stuff and they just did things. And there was such a, a reality to what was happening. It was a either you succeed or you fail and you do it on your own. That that metric is just so easy to understand. And that's what, you know, my my background is not striking. It's it's gra grappling. It's, you know, jujitsu. Um, I've done some... Um, Muay Thai, but not much. But in that world, so there's a difference between karate and some of the mixed martial arts, right? Karate, you don't have to touch anyone, and it's based on, you know, how you move. But every single jiu-jitsu class, every single time you go in there, it's going to end with a period of time where there's live grappling. And either you win or you, you know, get submitted. And that's, that's just it. That's you. And so you're right. To your point, when we live in a society where there is no risk to... Not being good at what you do, uh, you can spout off, you can foist your opinions and your positions on other people with with no consequence. Yep. And it just it, it really is a strange place. But again, again, to your point, uh, I think that's why people in that community in that world just they get this. It has nothing to do with who you are, where you came from. Can you can you perform or can you not? And that's it. Yep. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, and, and it's probably not unlike, you know, being a serial entrepreneur, I would imagine. I mean, it's the exact same thing. You succeed or you don't. Yeah. You as an entrepreneur starting out, you are grateful for any help you can get from anybody. It does not matter the race, the uh, yeah. uh, orientation, the whatever it is. You are so grateful for anybody that will give you time as either a partner, a client, an investor, a customer, you know, whatever it is. 
it's just crazy. I, I don't know where where it starts to get where that stuff starts to matter again. Yeah. Like uh, we, you know, we need to f- find out where that comfort level is to have so much freedom of caring of consequences to uh, to infiltrate our ability to start recognizing why we don't like each other. You know, yeah. when you take away right. the the time or the you know, there, I'm saying the same thing in yeah. a different way, but yeah, yeah. Well, as an entrepreneur, as an MMA fighter, you're you're grateful for, for yeah. anything. And that's you know that's something that's always struck me in even a military context. Um, you know, whether you're training, certainly in combat. I was in Iraq in 2003, and I could absolutely care less um, who did what and what color they were and where they came from. And, uh, you know, we care about those things now in an inordinate way, which is which is crazy. I think I uh, during my own little rant there, I uh, kind of think uh, one of the biggest things is gratitude. You know, you're grateful. Right. For That's right. People who are helping you and whatnot. And when you start losing gratitude for stuff that you have or, or have worked for or or need to uh, obtain for yourself, you start replacing that with uh resentment and anger which you know obviously you can place towards any any group or any title so maybe yeah let's figure out everything we're grateful for again yeah let's talk more about what we're happy about and uh, less about what we're upset about um what can americans do to uh protect our rights and maybe more broadly protect our freedoms and our liberties i think a lot of people now as you mentioned are waking up Uh, people across the spectrum are waking up to we need to do something um, but not everyone is super clear on what they can do. What are some things that, that you would say, this is what Americans just generally need to be doing? Education. We have um, unfortunately allowed our formal education to be completely, um, a ta- a ta- um, what's the word, uh, by itself, uh, no accountability. Uh, yeah. Just, hey, make sure our kids don't end up in prison, hopefully. And, yeah, uh, right, right. To- it's we need to have had accountability as parents to raise our kids as well and realizing mm-hmm. that civics and all these things are so important to learn at a young age. Otherwise, they'll be taught completely false uh, values or history. I mean, history has been rewritten, um, it seems like. But education is really difficult to mass provide when our First Amendment is prohibited or infringed on and that's yeah. the freedom of speech yeah. um, and so right now i would say to the average american let's fight together on making sure that there's a reason why it was the first uh amendment is yeah. we need to protect our freedom of speech otherwise we you know we can't protect so many other things and at, once we're able to free you know freely speak freely um converse back and forth that ability to educate or provide you know, obviously education, like you were saying, there's a way to be knowledgeable in a lot of different ways. But hearing from both sides, even if you oppose a um, somebody's opinion or you don't agree with it, that's education. We yeah. need to learn and have education from everywhere we can. Um, so I, I would just say making sure we're protecting our, our First Amendment right and then uh, making sure that we're taking accountability upon ourselves to educate, educate, educate. Yeah, that's great. Um, even thinking about the kind of kerfuffle in Florida over the the bill that 
really gives parents the right to have parental conversations with their children and takes it away from the, the, the teachers. Um, again, I think this is one of those times we're living through where parents have woken up and hopefully are finally going, man, if we don't take responsibility for this, then people that share a very different worldview than us will take responsibility for it and we're losing the fight. So yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Man, so many other things, but uh, I'll end with this. Where can people uh, learn more about the work that you're doing, uh, whether it be the pack, the fight nights, you know, some of the other things that you'd like for them to get involved in? Yes, uh, we are building it uh, extensively right now. We're building it as an app. But if people awesome. in the meantime go to Freedom Key Society, we are going to be able to show where all of our events are going to be uh, moving forward, how people can be involved and actually we're gamifying this whole world where um people can earn nfts which of course are financially advantageous for people who want to earn different uh keys in our freedom key society and ironically their contributions not only will really help our our mission they could personally financially benefit and why not make it a win-win-win yeah That's awesome. Harrison Rogers, thank you so much, man. I hope we can talk again, and uh, I'd love to reconnect when we get closer to the fight night. Yes, thank you. Hopefully see you guys all there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, thank you. We were not made to live in isolation. Sadly, many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. A lot of guys end up drinking. A lot of guys end up losing hope. Someone will go to the VA and they'll try to get, you know, prescription medications to help with PTSD. You know, they'll get pills for anxiety. They'll get pills because they can't sleep. Now they'll get pills for depression before they know it. They're taking 12 different medications. And when it's not working out, these guys lose hope. And that's why there's 23 guys a day committing suicide. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. As a result, We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Everything they said just kept hitting me in the heart over and over and over again. It's like all the things that I didn't know that I needed to hear. And uh, I opened my heart to God that week, dude, and like, I've been a different person ever since. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. We provide our programs and resources, including travel, at no cost to our warriors. I remember talking to a licensed social worker who actually handed me a pamphlet to Mighty Oaks. So I went. Glad I did. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, These men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. Our mission is to serve and restore our nation's warriors and families who have endured hardship through their service to America and to help them find new life purpose through hope in Christ. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Thank you to Harrison for a great conversation. Uh, I so appreciate what he's doing. This is one of the things I like about people like Harrison Rogers. 
Uh, so many talk about how bad things are, how difficult things are, how troubling things are. <laughs> we all get tired and depressed and we want to sit in a dark room. Uh, and then there are other people who say there are problems. What can I do about it? And then take action. Harrison is one of those guys and uh, very, very thankful for him and people like him. That's how all of us should live. All of us with whatever resources we have should ask the question, what can I do to make things better? And uh, he's done that. We can do that. Very thankful for this perspective. If you are not yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe right now. You're listening on a podcast platform. Subscribe to this show on that platform. And three times a week when these episodes come out, they'll be pushed directly to you. And we'd love to have you join us in this conversation. Again, thank you for listening. If you're watching on Salem Now, thank you for watching. We will talk to you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.